Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening this week. I am a registered holistic nutritionist and a content creator and obviously a podcaster, and I really specialize in optimal health and self-care and wellness. I have, if you're new to listening, I have a ton of episodes on everything that I've done on my own health journey, everything from gut health to PCOS to hormones and cysts and preconception and fertility and everything like that. And I talk to a lot of different guests about honestly, like all sorts of health topics, but I am definitely moving more towards the female health space now as that's kind of where my own journey is going. So check out all my other podcast episodes. You can search and go through them on my website. You can search on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you want and wherever you listen. I'm also on YouTube. Everything gets published there as well. If you have time to leave a review, that would mean the most. I really appreciate any five-star reviews and I read all of them and they do actually make a difference. A quick shout out to Lifestacks. So Lifestacks is a MCT powder that I use every single day. I kind of create this like afternoon pick-me-up now and it's a drink that uses goat butter, decaf coffee, hot water, and then the Lifestacks MCT powder. So it's got the MCT in it, but it also has adaptogens in it and nootropics. And so it's really great for memory and focus and kind of pushing you through that like afternoon slump without relying on carbs or sugar or something that's going to rapidly raise your blood sugar and make you feel good and then make you crash within half an hour. So I like to make something that's super fat filled, got protein in it, and their powder is a staple to this. You can actually just buy it on Amazon. That's where I get it. So I will link that in the show notes for you. It's also on my website and that's Life Stacks. And they have a whole bunch of flavors. They do like hazelnut, chocolate, and vanilla. I personally like vanilla the best, but I do know there are some people who love hazelnut as well. So check that out if you are looking for anything like that. And a shout out to Bioptimizers. It was awesome to meet them actually at the biohacking conference last week. What a great team of people. I have been loving Bioptimizers for so long and to actually meet their team in person was really, really wonderful. And I actually got to try some of their new products. So they have a magnesium powder now that just came out and there's three different flavors and you add this to water and you can have it throughout the day to kind of help with stress and your nervous system. Or you can take it a few hours before bed to help with sleep. And I really liked this product and it was really cool to try it out for the first time. So check out Bioptimizers. I love their magnesium, probiotics, and digestive enzymes. And as I'm traveling right now, this is what I'm taking and focusing on because I just think it's so important. You can use my discount code BiohackingBrittany. I think it gets you 20% off of everything. So definitely worth checking out. They are also linked on my shop and on my website as well. And so without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, the biohacking conference. This is my review. This is my honest opinion. I was not paid in any sense (laughs) 
to go to this conference. I paid for my own ticket. I paid for my own way. And so this is absolutely not sponsored whatsoever by the biohacking conference, Dave Asprey, or anything that he is associated with. This is a honest review from somebody who has been in the biohacking space since 2018. This was my first biohacking conference. I wanted to go for many years, but I was traveling. And then with COVID, it was difficult as a Canadian to get through the border. But I was able to go this year. And so it was in Florida, in Orlando. It was four days, three, four days. And I'm going to go through what I liked and what I didn't like and the unexpected things that I kind of saw and if I will be going again and if I recommend you should go. That's kind of the outline. And I will also be likely producing a a blog article about this as well. That will be more concise. This is very much going to be elaborated on on this podcast episode and with more examples and stuff like that. I will say that some of the things I'm going to say will be quite vague and I'm not going to necessarily name names for certain things. I think that it's important to not necessarily hide anything, but I'm not going to throw shade on people and it's not necessarily my place to disclose some of the information that I know. But I do think it's important to give a very general and overview of the things that I saw happen. And yeah, that's like very, (laughs) very vague, but I think that is important. And I wish that I had heard some sort of review like this before I decided to go and buy my ticket because maybe it would have changed my opinion and if I would have gone. So let's dive in. First and foremost, let's talk about the good. There is so many good things that came from this conference. There is so many positives. There's so many pros, and I really do want to go through them. So the first thing is knowledge exchange and networking. This has to be my number one positive that I took away from this conference. The amount of people that you get to meet who have this general love for optimal health and wellness is uncanny. Like to be in the same room with 3000 people who get it, like they just get it. They understand your decisions. They understand your lifestyle choices. They understand how you spend your money. They understand everything, right? Like it, it's just so amazing to be surrounded by people like that. You don't have to explain what optimal health is. You don't have to explain what biohacking is. You don't have to justify why you're going to buy a $10,000 sauna. People just get it. And not only do they not get it, they are like a step ahead of you because they'll say, oh, great. Like you got this sauna. Okay. What about red light therapy during it? Or what about adding a stretching routine to it? Or what about using this oil on your joints while you're in there because it helps with this blood flow or whatever, like some extra thing that they want to add to that. So the networking and the people you're surrounded by is phenomenal, whether it's brands or businesses, content creators, or just general people who are going to the conference. I was blown away by the ability to meet so many brands that I have worked with in person 
that was incredible to be walking down the aisle, down the aisle, like down a aisle. And, you know, a brand comes up to me and they're like, are you Brittany? Like we have been following you for so long. That was so cool. And to be able to shake people's hands and hug people who I've been working with for two, three years is incredible, is absolutely incredible. And it was so beautiful to meet these people. So I got to meet the team from like Spermidine Life, Bioptimizers, Timeline Nutrition, One Skin was there, Sunlight and Spa or Sunlight and Saunas was there, Soma Vedic, Biome, Higher Dose, like so many brands were there that I love and admire. And I've worked with in some capacity and it was awesome to just network with them and meet them. And it was so, so valuable. So I'm very happy about that. I think that if you are a business owner, if you are a content creator, going to places like this and going to conferences like this really can move the needle in, like really make a difference in your business and is really, really worth it from the networking standpoint, because you get to meet these people. And when you meet someone in person and you have a 10 minute discussion about their, their product, their business, that is going to be way bigger of a deal and make a bigger impact than you emailing somebody, than you hopping on a call, sliding into a DM. The in-person interface really does hold value still. Even in today's society where everything is online, there is something about meeting in person that is incredible. And I think, again, if you're a content creator of any kind, if you are a nutritionist, a doctor, you know, scientist, whatever it is, if you have a business, this is the number one benefit to going to events like this is the networking. Okay. Secondly, cutting edge technology access. This is a very cool aspect of it. And this might be more specific to something like biohacking. I think if you were going to go to a different conference, like some sort of wellness conference, paleo FX, or, you know, something by goop, something like that, it would be more wellness focused products, but you know, biohacking is so like tech focused on a lot of the time. And so it was really cool to be able to look and try new tech that I haven't tried before. I was able to try brain tap, which was sick. I, you know, have heard about brain tap in different circles. It's basically like a wearable that helps train your brain. And I heard the CEO give a discussion and give a talk, and then I was able to try it. And that was really cool because I don't know if I would ever buy one personally without trying it and without understanding it to that level, but it was really sick to be able to try it and see the difference in my brain before and after and hear about how it works. And, and that's just one example of all of the different types of tech that was there. There was tech there that I didn't get to try because it was full. Like there was wait lists for people to try it because they only brought one version of it. And I'd have to find the names of them, but there was some really cool stuff there. Very high end, very cutting edge, like stuff that I don't even know who can afford to buy it, to be honest. Like there was one machine that, what was it called? I will try and find it. But essentially 
it was like red light therapy for the entire body. And it's like a seat and you lie down, but it has a whole bunch of other things as well. And it looks like something from a movie, like from the future. And it was over a hundred thousand dollars. And so to have access to something like that, to try it is really cool. And I can see why they would come to something like the biohacking conference. I think if you love tech, if you love investing in different devices that help with different things with your body, different wearables, cognitive enhancers, any type of these technologies, I think can be very cool for you to go. The next thing I would say would be the some of the discussions and the presentations and the speakers. I really enjoyed the kind of on the fence about this, but I think there was some great talks. I don't want to get into this because I'm going to get into the ne- the cons in a second. But there were some talks that were phenomenal. There were some people, some speakers who blew me away, who were so good. And I've heard some of these people on podcasts before. They have books, that type of thing. And when we when they got on stage, they were so captivating, and. I was enthralled. And so it was really, really cool to see some of these speakers in person get on stage and do their thing. And some people were phenomenal, phenomenal public speakers. And you can tell, you can tell that they've like dialed this in as a skill and trait that they have. And that this is not like their first rodeo show. They've done this many times. And it was awesome to watch somebody with such subject matter expertise, but also have such great presentation skills, get onto stage, on the stage and be able to talk to 3000 people and really, really captivate the audience. So I love that. There's definitely a few in mind that I loved specifically, but I'm keeping names out of this entire episode. So I won't bring up names for this either. In conjunction to this, I will also shout out quickly all of the other content creators that I got to meet. So I have some friends in this space, podcasters, YouTubers, stuff like that, people like that. And to meet in person, just like meeting the brands was so, so cool. And I don't have a lot of people who have a business like me in person, like in my real life, I guess. So to actually be able to create content with people who are just experts at YouTube, at podcasts, at doing interviews was so refreshing because it gave me so much ideas and creativity and how I can transform my business. And I just think the content creator community in the health and wellness space is massive. And it's really awesome to meet some of these people in person and connect with them, especially the women. There were so many great women I met, so, so many great women. And on that note, it was also great that there was a little women's biohacking meetup that was organized. And I think there was like maybe 30 of us there and we got to meet and just kind of have this like space to chat. And I I, I love that. Yeah, that was really cool and very helpful. And I'm so happy to the organizers of that because we kind of needed a place to go where it was like people who were not just necessarily attendees of the conference, but people who are influencers, are creators, are health coaches, whatever they are. Um, So I really appreciated that. 
Are you ready to supercharge your mornings and unlock your full potential? I love using Lifestacks MCT creamer for this. It is the perfect boost for your coffee that will revolutionize your fasting routine. Get ready to kickstart your day and be your absolute best self. Lifestacks MCT creamer is meticulously crafted with rich flavors and the world's creamiest MCT to please your taste buds and keep you satiated. This advanced blend of nootropics and adaptogens provides optimal nutritional support, giving you the ultimate edge to maximize your productivity while fasting. With Lifestacks MCT Creamer, you'll experience upbeat energy that will keep you feeling great all day long. So say goodbye to those midday slumps and hello to a sustained and natural source of energy that will fuel your mind and body to accomplish all of your goals. What sets Lifestacks MCT Creamer apart is its premium nutrients and 45 fat-burning calories. It not only energizes and satiates, but also enhances your metabolic benefits. Now you can fast better and longer with ease, knowing that you're providing your body with the fuel it needs to thrive. So here's how it works. Step one, you simply add Lifestacks MCT Creamer to your coffee Step two, get all of your stuff done, experienced enhanced focus, mental clarity, and increased productivity. And step three, fast with ease, knowing that Lifestacks MCT Creamer is supporting your fast every step of the way. You can also use this when you're not fasting like myself, like I add it to my coffee with my goat butter every single morning as a keto coffee that I do, and it tastes like phenomenal. My favorite flavor is the vanilla, but it also comes in chocolate and hazelnut as well. The MCT oil, the MCT powder is actually powered by Go MCT, which is the world's most premium medium chain triglyceride powder. So it's made with pure C8 and C10, C10 MCTs for maximal ketone production which is why I love it. I love using the best of the best and this is why I'm recommending it to you. So don't miss out on trying this. I really recommend it. It will be linked in the show notes of this podcast episode. It's also on my website, on my shop, and you can check it out right away. That's Lifestacks MCT Powder and they are on Amazon as well, which I love because it makes it so easy for all of us to get it. So check it out today. Ignite your mornings, fuel your fasting, and unleash your full potential. Okay, now let's get into the things that I didn't like and the cons. And I want to preface this with saying that this is definitely my opinion. However, I have spoken to multiple people, and it has been very interesting to hear people kind of echoing the same themes. And Even this week, I met with a brand who I met at the conference, and this guy was saying some of the things that I thought. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, and we hadn't even talked about it. Like, I hadn't even told him these were my thoughts. And he just mimicked and mirrored everything that I was thinking. And I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking. Like, and there was multiple conversations I had throughout the weekend about these things with different people, business owners, content creators, influencers attendees, speakers, all sorts of people. And I think when there's multiple people who kind of think like this, I guess it's just more of a, I don't want to say more of an issue, but it just kind of makes me feel validated 
that it's not just me being like, oh, I noticed this thing and it rubbed me the wrong way. But other people are like, oh yeah, no, that's a thing. You are completely right. So I'm going to dive into this. Again, I'm going to keep it very vague because I kind of, I don't know, I don't have to, but I think it makes sense to do that. So I think first and foremost, it's important to talk about the lack of diversity. I am not surprised by this at all. The If you look at health and wellness, or even take health out of it. So let's talk about wellness. Wellness in general is very, very Caucasian. It's very white. And then if you take the subsection of that, which is biohacking, it is so white. There are, it's, it is, and why is that is like a conversation for another day. But even when I joined biohacking, even when I started, you know, joining this movement on social media, I knew that this was the situation and that is exactly kind of what I expected going into this conference. Not only is it the lack of different cultures and backgrounds, it's just like the lack of representation from marginalized communities, women or individuals from low income backgrounds in the attendees, in the speakers, in the businesses, in the volunteers, in everything that I saw. A quick side note, actually, I do want to say the volunteers at this event were phenomenal and they get a shout out because they worked so hard. They were so fun. They were so positive and I had the most respect for them. They were phenomenal. Like the volunteers really, really were great. I had zero negative experiences with them. So great job volunteers. That being said, the lack of diversity was very present. And again, I kind of expected this. So when we look at biohacking, specifically biohacking, if we look at the leaders of biohacking, they very much fit this mold, right? So if we look at people like Dave Asprey, Ben Greenfield, even if we look at Andrew Huberman, other people like that, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Gundry, all of these types of people, like they all very much fit the same mold of older white man with a lot of money (laughs) who's lives in America somewhere, North America somewhere. And I think that, you know, this kind of when you're in the biohacking space, you see the leaders kind of all look the same. And I think it is getting better. I think there are women emerging. I think there are marginalized communities, emerging people of color, whether that's black, Asian, whatever it might be. But I just think that the lack of diversity was so obvious when I was there. It was so obvious. And I think the way that this changes is through having better representation in the speakers and the people presenting and the people on stage, the people hosting. So every lunch, there's like a host who's like has different people coming up and doing quick interviews. And even that, it's like, again, why are we just having presumably straight white men hosting all of these and interviewing everybody? And I'm just kind of like tired of seeing that narrative. And again, I am not the only person who thought this after this conference because I've spoken to many people about it. I would have liked to see more people of color. I would have liked to see more women. And I also think it would have been great to see 
people from different backgrounds. Like the biohacking conference is not cheap. So there's a certain level of income that you kind of have to have in order to be able to even attend, right? And so you're just looking at middle class and above, essentially. And I think the problem with that is that it really changes the narrative on what we're talking about when we're talking about health and wellness. And it limits the scope. It limits people's opinions to this certain specific subclass of people and what they think is right and wrong and doesn't include people who are outside of that. And that creates issues when it comes to research, when it comes to developing a business, participation, everything like that. So next year, I would like to see more inclusive inclusivity be a factor. I would like to see more representation. And I don't think it's appropriate in 2023 for a conference like this to have this still be an issue. I think it should be, I think it should be done better. And I am expecting more if I were to go again. Yeah. If I go again. Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. Okay, the next one. This one, I, yeah, this one is tough to talk about, I guess, for multiple reasons. I think that some of the prominent people who were there were not super great. There was a lot of ego from a lot of people. And I, that was something I did not expect. I didn't expect people to be different in person than they were online, I guess. I was kind of taken aback by a lot of the egos from some of these people. And again, I just, I just didn't expect that. I don't even know how to put it into words. Maybe it's because the conference just happened and I haven't had enough time to think about it yet. But in some cases, like these speakers have such inflated egos that they prioritize self-promotion rather than meaningful knowledge exchange or speaking about 
topics that actually matter. And I don't know, I like it can create an environment where the attendees are not fully engaged or they feel overshadowed by the dominant personalities. And so I just feel like it's hard to get into it without specifics, but there were multiple people who were part of the the lineup of speakers who I did not like in person. And I actually unfollowed people when I heard them speak on the stage or when I saw how they interacted with people in person, because it's just not how I would treat people. And I just didn't like it. It was just bad vibes. And it, yeah, it gave me the ick. (laughs) If you're Gen Z, you know, or like millennial, even you know what that is. I just, some of these people were, I don't even know what the examples to talk about. It just seems like people who have a larger following, who have a big podcast or, you know, whatever platform that they might be on, they're kind of just so high on themselves that when they walk in the room, they kind of just have this massive ego that goes with that. And they expect to be treated in accordance to this platform that they have. And now maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking like, well, duh, that makes sense. Like celebrities are like that. Or why would they not be like that? It goes to their head. And I guess you're right. But I guess I just didn't expect that. Like, I just kind of thought that maybe people would be more humble. Maybe people would be more open to everybody. And it was such a turnoff for some people. And I will say that this opinion, again, is not only mine. There are many people I spoke to at the conference who felt like this. And also, this is not only applicable to men. The majority of people that I witnessed this from were men, but there were a couple of women who, oh, I was shocked at the way that they presented themselves in person versus how they are online and how it was just like so unbecoming and like just such a turnoff. Again, I don't want to say names, but it just makes me think, rethink a lot of different things. And in like in alignment with that, and this is kind of what I said about my predictions about the conference when I released that episode a couple of weeks ago. Some of these women that I met who were older than I am, like didn't even give me the time of day when I was talking to them. And it rubbed me the wrong way so badly. I honestly, I think this happened three times with three different women. So I was in a circle talking to people. So say there's like five, six people in a circle and we're talking and the three different occasions, three different women. And we're talking about, say something that I actually know about, right? So say we're talking about, I think one of them was like, we're talking about podcasting and having an editor and like how that can be so helpful. And I have a podcast, like, obviously I think I'm, I don't even know, I'm maybe at 170 episodes, something like that. And she's starting a new podcast and she wouldn't even look at me when I was talking. And I kept trying to engage her in this conversation. She would literally glaze over me when I would talk. She wouldn't respond to what I said. And she would talk to my other friends who were older than me who were there. And like, this is in a circle of four or five people. So it's so obvious, right? Like when someone doesn't make eye contact with you, when someone doesn't value what you say or listen to you, and 
the fact that it happened three different times, it was so rude and it was so disgusting, this type of behavior, especially because you would assume that like women would support women. And I was really shocked when this happened because it's ju- it's also just so unprofessional. And yeah, so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about egos and people feeling like inflated about themselves is like those types of interactions where you're talking to them, but they ignore you or they come off just so obsessed with themselves and they just don't even give anybody really the time of day. And I was just so disappointed because some of these women, one of the women I've actually had on my podcast and I will not have her on my podcast again. One of the other women is like a content creator and kind of influencer. And I've known her for so long. And again, I was so surprised by this. Like, and Honestly, I was just so disappointed by this type of behavior and shocked that this would even happen. But even without those instances, some of the bigger speakers that I saw just so inflated and I w- I won't be supporting their work, like will not be supporting their work at all. All right, you know that I am traveling a lot. I am going to the biohacking conference in Orlando very soon. And I often struggle with jet lag when traveling across multiple time zones. It can be difficult to adjust to the new schedule, which makes it challenging to fall asleep or stay asleep at the right times. I started taking sleep breakthrough to help with this, and I felt a noticeable improvement in my ability to fall asleep quickly. I actually brought this on the plane with me, put a scoop in my water, and took it and knocked, was like knocked out within an hour. Once I started using Sleep Breakthrough, I noticed that I was experiencing deeper, high-quality sleep than I had in a long time. And I know this because I track it with my Aura Ring. You will not get addicted to Sleep Breakthrough because it's an all-natural formula which provides the body with the precursors to melatonin and the necessary molecules to produce it naturally. Sleep Breakthrough is a natural formula, which we love. If you're struggling with sleep like I can, especially when I travel, I highly recommend giving Sleep Breakthrough a try. It's truly, honestly, it's truly a game changer. Use the URL or website sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbritney and my discount code biohackingbritney. That is sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbritney. And you can use my discount code at checkout to save 10%. Okay, so enough about that. The next con, I think this like kind of goes with any conference though, is like just being aware of pseudoscience and unverified claims. I think with the growing popularity of biohacking, there is a risk of this happening and finding its way into these conferences. So Some companies can promote dubious products or unproven techniques without proper scientific backing. And you need to be able to critically analyze and make sure that these products and services are legit without getting swept up into it. So I think this kind of, again, in the health and wellness space, I think this is very prominent. There are products that come out that a lot of people question and seem like just utter garbage, right? And when you go to a conference and there's so many exhibitors and so many businesses and brands, it's very easy to get swept up when you're talking to them and assume that like 
this makes sense and what they're saying is right. And they're not just selling you some sort of product that's actually BS and has no scientific backing to it. So I think it's important to go into conferences like this with a critical eye and be careful of being swept up into it. Be careful of overspending. And yeah, I just, I I would just caution that unverified claims is definitely, definitely a thing. And again, I knew about this even before I went and people, a lot of people know about this in the biohacking space. There are companies that are sketchy. And so you just have to keep that in mind when you go to a conference like this. The last con is cost and accessibility. I kind of touched on this before. So I got a general admission ticket. I think I paid, I don't even know, maybe it was like 1400 bucks. And that was after a discount. Maybe, I don't remember, but it was significant. And obviously I flew from Vancouver to Orlando and then you have to stay for the hotel. And so there's all of these things, right? And I think it's important to talk about the cost and accessibility of it. So it requires significant financial investment for a lot of people because of the travel expenses, accommodation, and the fees, registration fees. And I think this, again, ties into the lack of diversity. So when you make your tickets such a high price for just general admission and you have it in a hotel that's more expensive, I think you're limiting the type of people who can go there, which is then making it very limited on the diversity. So it's middle class and above, or yeah, it just lacks inclusivity for people. And I think there should be efforts made to reduce barriers to participation. This could include offering scholarships or discounted rates for students or individuals of marginalized communities. I would love to see that. And I don't, I didn't see that. What I saw personally was the constant sale of tickets, 40% off, 30% off, 35% off. So many, many promos happening from the biohacking conference throughout the year. And I think that's because they want to sell tickets and they have this whole idea about filling it up and getting more and more people there. But even with the 40% off, like even if you're still paying $1,400, $1,500, that's still a lot because that doesn't include travel or accommodation. So I would like to see, especially for next year, for the 10th one, like I would like to see giveaways for tickets. I would like to see scholarships. I would like to see a discount for students or marginalized communities and making it more accessible to people. I don't think in 2023, it's okay to have a conference like this anymore where it's just so limited to the type of people who can go. And I think I'm just kind of disappointed overall that that was a factor. Yeah, because it's more expensive than the other ones, right? It's more expensive than Biohacking Congress, Biohacker Summit, Health Optimization Summit in the UK. So I think if you are claiming to be the leader in the biohacking conferences space, you should also be leading in inclusivity and making it more accessible to people outside of the average person who I saw there. So I think that's like a general overview of my opinion. There was a lot of good. There were a lot of great brands I met. There were a lot of great people I met. 
And some of the presentations were great. I think some of the main speakers were not great and I don't like them. (laughs) And I won't be supporting their work after meeting them in person. And I mean, maybe, but probably not. Yeah, I think that happens with a lot of people. And I think what's also interesting is I spoke to some people who said like they were actually quite disappointed in the speaker lineup this year. They thought that there would be bigger people in the space. And I kind of agree with that. Like Dr. McCullough was there. Jim Quick was there. You know, some like big names. But I think in the past, maybe there's been more prominent people there. So I'm curious to see what the lineup is going to be like for next year. That being said, do I think you should go? I think that if you are, I think if you have a business that can profit and do well off of meeting biohackers specifically, I think it's probably worthwhile to go and be a part of the tech hall and have a stand and like, you know, be able to profit off of it even though it's really expensive as well, again, to have a stand, I think the minimum is $15,000 to be able to like sell your products there. So I think there's that. I think that if you are a influencer in the space, a content creator, a podcaster, I think it's great for networking. I think it's good to put FaceTime in and meet other people who are similar. So if you kind of fall into one of those categories, I could see why you would go. I think that if you are a general attendee who loves health and wellness, I don't know if I would recommend going, to be honest. I would base it off of the lineup of speakers. And so for myself moving forward, that's what I will be doing. I don't know if I'm going to go next year. I think that if the speakers are people I like more, and I relate to, and I see more diversity in the lineup, more women, more women of color, then maybe I will go and I will justify it. But there's a lot of people who I know who don't go. There's a lot of brands who I know who don't go because of whatever reasons that they don't align with it. They don't align with some of the things that happen at these conferences, some of the speakers, some of the things that are said some of the topics that are talked about. And so, and I get that. Now, after going to the conference, I actually understand it. I understand those people a lot more now. There was a lot of topics about sex at this conference, a lot of sexologists, and it kind of seems like that's what Dave's into now. And I don't really like relate to any of that. I don't think that, I just I just don't think that that's something that I want to pay money to sit down and listen to a discussion about. I just think it's weird. That's, I guess, like the word to say is like, it's just weird. And I will say the other feedback that I talked about, and this kind of goes with this overarching theme of lack of diversity is there weren't any discussions on women's health specifically. I think there was, okay, maybe there was one on menopause, I think, but there was nothing about hormones, your menstrual cycle, fertility, preconception, postpartum, anything like that. There was nothing. And when I went and I was like making my schedule and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this talk and this talk, I couldn't believe that 
I was looking for something like that. I was like, I'm a female, I'm going, this is what I care about. I want someone to talk to me about like stress on a woman's body or EMF on female health or your divine feminine energy and how to tap into that, like whatever it is. And there was none of that. And that was really disappointing to see because again, then I just like picked discussions and topics that were so general. And I don't know, I just didn't feel like I related as much to them on a personal level. So I guess that's my take. I probably will not be going next year unless the lineup is really great. I my I have a very mixed review of the conference. And honestly, I have a very mixed review on biohacking in general now, which is a very weird place to be in. And I didn't think that I would be in this place this quickly. I knew I knew it would come at one point, but I didn't think it would come this quickly. And I can see it now after going to this conference. And especially if if you're like deep into the world of biohacking, I can see why there's certain people who don't associate with biohacking, don't associate with Dave Asprey. And I can understand why. And I can, I can understand where they're coming from now. Whereas beforehand, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand why people couldn't collaborate more or this wasn't more of a inclusive open space. And, but now after seeing how people interact and seeing how some of the things that happen, even at the party on Saturday night at the eighties party, there was like weird things that happened and it's like, just so unprofessional. And so it just rubbed me the wrong way. So all in all, I think you need to make the best decision for you. I think if the lineup of speakers is something that you or has people that you identify with that you believe in, then go. If there are talks that relate to the health issues that you are facing, then go. If not, and it's like subpar, kind of like it was this year, there are better conferences out there. There's like paleo effects. There's A4M, which is like longevity, anti-aging. Goop has conferences I'm going to look at for next year. There's a bunch of other ones that might be more specific to you and what you're going through. And I would look at like the favorite, your favorite people that you like, whether it's a doctor or whatever they're doing, I would look at where they're speaking at, because that says a lot, like who's going where. So for example, like I love Ben Greenfield. He, you know, never met him. So he could be completely different in person as well. I know that he spoke at the Health Optimization Summit this year, which was the week before the biohacking conference in Orlando. And I wonder how that was. Like, I wish I almost did the conferences back to back because I wonder what it was like. And I wonder if it was similar vibes of like straight white men, middle age with a lot of money in the UK, listening to Ben Greenfield, same types of people in Orlando listening to Dave Asprey. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it was similar anyway. So I will definitely be going to probably something different next year. And yeah, that's my take. And I think the brands that I met were phenomenal, like literally zero bad experience with any of the brands or businesses I met, like phenomenal people. Yeah. There were definitely some brands who I thought were going to be there who weren't and a lot of great content creators as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is my take. If you have any questions or if you feel the same or like you want to talk more about this and you were maybe there or you might be going next year, 
or you have thoughts on the biohacking world in general that are kind of similar to this, send me a message and let's chat. I, yeah, I would love to talk to people about this and hear what you guys have to say, because I think it's interesting and stay tuned for another episode coming next week.